What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Temple Tea. It's Raven here. I'm super excited because we have another interview for you today that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we are interviewing Patrick Holt, who is one of our resident teaching instructors. He's our facilities manager. He is a constant on the temple stage. Resident, what, what, what is the role that you call someone who is like the... Like you're always playing a funny man or you're always playing like a, what is that called? Oh, comedic relief. A comedic yeah. relief. Yeah. So resident comedic relief. Um, but yeah, go, go ahead and introduce yourself, Patrick. Uh, yeah. Like you said, I'm Patrick Holt. I've uh, lived in Sanford my whole life, born and raised. We'll see how long that lasts. But you don't have an accent. I, uh, I do have an accent. <laughs> I do. It's, it's not that bad. It's unfortunate sometimes. Hey, they did break us of that very early. They did. They taught us how to, how to turn that off mm -hmm. pretty quickly, which is helpful. Can you still do your native accent? Accent, oh, your yeah, country. Yeah, sure can. It comes out all the time. All the time. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I remember Tom used to get on to me because I would say with. Uh -huh. And he was like, what are you saying? What word is that? With. And he's like, it's not two syllables. It's with. And I was like, oh, with. And he was like, yeah, just do that with all of your other words. Don't elongate them. <laughs> I always so, got in trouble with uh, forget. Forget. Oh, yeah. Forget. Forget. Oh, what was the other one? There was always one. Oh. Mary. Oh, Mary was merrily married. Yeah, I was. I'm always. I'm still bad at that. I just say Mary, Mary, Mary. Um, but anyway, okay. So your position here at the temple is. Uh, I am on paper. I am the facilities manager. On paper, yes. But I I do all sorts of stuff. Uh, I run sound for shows. I yep. act on sound stage. Designer. Uh, I teach kids. Uh, yeah. In the, in the summer and throughout the season. Uh, got fall classes coming up soon. Mm -hmm. I mostly teach the four to seven year olds, but mm -hmm. I do stuff with the older ages as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm really all around. Like director. Yeah, I've, I've directed. Uh, if if things break, I try to fix them before we call somebody else. Yeah. So. And you're also a pretty good singer. I can sing. Yeah, I can. I can, <laughs> I can hold a tune in a bucket if you need to. Yeah, it depends on where the bucket is, but I got it. <laughs> yeah. So... Funny story, uh, a little bit of temple tea for you. So Patrick and I actually met as kids. Uh, whoever would have thought we'd be working in the same place? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so crazy. We met as kids. Patrick was, I mean, I was going to say you were small, but you were I've always so been small. small. <laughs> yeah, but um, we started the temple teens together. So you did conservatories before, right? Um, I only did the one. I did the Guys and Dolls Junior that first year was yeah. the one that I had done. Yeah. And then that was the same year they started the that, yeah. program. Okay. And then, yeah, so we did Guys and Dolls together. Mm -hmm. You were Nathan Detroit. Yep. Amazing. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That was one of my favorite shows. Then we did 101 Dalmatians. Willy Wonka Jr. Willy Wonka. Yeah, I didn't do that one, I don't think. So we did Willy Wonka. Then we did 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Um, how many shows have you been in? Kid shows. Oh, kid shows? Yeah. Not a lot. It, I really think it was just those. Because yeah. Because I started, I started working in high school. Yeah. And I, I did too. I think that's that. how we fell off. Because I was like, I was going through with Sydney when I was yeah. doing her episode. And I was just like, oh my gosh, she remembers all 14 of her summers here. And I'm like, I don't think I did yeah, that many because I worked. <laughs> I worked. But we did Temple Teens. Yeah. So and then we, I started, after, when I was 18, I started uh Helping with the summer camp as right. like, uh, like an intern and stuff. So right. I, I remember the shows that, that those kids did. Right. I just wasn't in them. Right. And then, so we started the Temple Teens together, which mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. And your brother actually joined. Yeah, he was there for a year. He's there. And he's actually getting married He in is a getting married weeks, in a couple weeks. Which is crazy. Yeah. I'm are really you like best man? Or are you in Oh, no. It's, it's very small. Very small. Service, good. Like it's just family and stuff like that. That's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why that's weird to me because a lot of people are married and have kids yeah. by now. But like, it's just still weird to me thinking it like. Is, it's weird for me, too. Like, I'm the oldest and, and yeah. I'm the last one to <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, so let's talk about a little bit of your 
background education wise like right. what really made you get started in theater like how did you find out like oh this is my thing well uh in in middle school i did that you know i was doing that thing that every kid does i was on uh <clears throat> i was on multiple sports teams yeah. i was doing all the extracurricular activities just trying to find what it was that really clicked for me right and i did um i did the school musical and i think it was um gosh so stupid i think it was annie <laughs> i think it was annie that i did yeah through jen starkey yes um and it was at lee senior yeah and so i think i did that show and i was like oh i, I kind of like doing that and mm -hmm. then I, I did joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat the concert at carowinds no way and so i was like oh okay the the singing works for me too yeah and so then my my mom signed me up for uh the summer conservatory program here mm -hmm. and that was peggy's first season yeah and so i met i met peggy and tom dalton yes and then i i feel like i i feel like i started to actually like learn and like pick up on things and like start to get better and yeah. so i was like oh this is a good space for me to be in yeah and so then i just started continuing to do stuff and then they asked me to be in temple teens and right. then the ball just kept rolling and yeah now we're here. And now you teach kids. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is kind of crazy. Full circle. Me and Cindy were talking about this too because I was just like, it's amazing to me. Like, I don't think we realized what a big deal the Temple Teens would be when right. we started because it was kind of like, hey, you go, you guys are our most talented group of kids. Like, you guys want to do something? And we're like, yeah, more well, opportunities. We'll Why songs, not? Eat some free food. Yeah, sure. eat some free food. <laughs> but like, it was crazy because now, you know, we didn't do the opening nights when right. we did it. We didn't do like things like that. So they've grown exponentially. But also, there was what, 10 of us? Yeah, I think there was, 10 there or 12. Was, there was 10 of us in the first year. And yeah. Andrew was in there. He, yes. he technically wasn't old enough, but we needed him. We needed we him. Needed yeah, we person. needed a guy. Yeah. And then, um, but we were doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, benefit. I remember we used to do the benefit, mm -hmm. the Valentine's benefit dinner we every do the, year. The state fair. The state. The, the county fair. Yeah, uh, county fair. We would perform. I mean, I still, Peggy found some of those pictures the other day. And I like took a screenshot with my phone because I was just like, oh my God, look at all these babies. Do you remember the picture with uh, all the black shirts and the cowboy hats? Yes, I have that picture <laughs> in a frame at home. It's in a box because I'm scared it's going to get ruined. But I still have that because I was wearing these bright, massive earrings. I was like, what is wrong with me? Why would I have done that? But... Yeah, it's crazy how, like, full circle, because, yeah. like, I'm watching the Temple Teens, and I'm, like, filming them, and I'm, like, gosh, like, I can't believe we started that. Right, like, right. what a great idea, they've Peggy. so far. Yeah, and Gavin does great work with he them does. now, so it's just yeah. kind of, like, they've just so exceeded my expectations. Like, when I came back to see them for the first time, I was, like, all right. And here we go. You better, <laughs> you better be bringing the heat, but they do, so. And then you are our Rising Stars instructor. Yes. So maybe talk a little bit about how you got started in that and what has grown since then. Right. So it, it's a small program. It was, it was kind of, like, like a new program when I started getting involved with it. I mm -hmm. think it, it started when it started right before Greta was the education director, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it was like just this little thing where it was almost like a like a daycare service where we would have yeah. like the younger siblings of the kids that were in the camps could do this little thing for a couple hours and they would get like a little script and they would learn like a little play. And it was just kind of like an intro to theater. And since then, mm -hmm. uh, I started helping as an intern in that program and eventually I became in charge of that program and it's changed a little bit since then. Mm -hmm. And so now what we do is we take a week and we normally try to do somewhere between like four to six weeks throughout the summer. Yeah. Where we do a, a program where we take a group of like we have it sometimes three kids, sometimes seven kids, sometimes ten kids. Mm -hmm. Uh and we'll theme a week like when we did the Nemo camps this right. year, we themed it like under the sea. 
was the theme. So we try to tie it into what we're doing. We did like Seuss themed camps for the Seussical show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we take like a story, like a children's storybook, and we turn it into a play. And then I'll take a song that fits the theme and a dance that fits the theme. And we'll make crafts throughout the week. And we really just try to drill the basics of theater into these kids so that if they did want to continue doing mm-hmm. theater and wanted to be in the bigger camps, it wouldn't be as much of a shock to them. And they, w- they would acclimate a little bit better and they'd right. have like a head start, right. uh, which which can be very helpful in theater if you if you have a head start. A lot of the business is... Uh, who you know and mm-hmm. how much you know ahead of time. So having right. those kinds of things can be really helpful. And they're super cute. They are adorable. They are so adorable. <laughs> My favorite pictures to post are, or the videos, and it's inevitable that one of these little kids is going to sit there and go, hey, mom, yep. like from the yep. state. And it's my favorite. <laughs> it is my absolute favorite. But they're actually really good. They're very good. You know, you they're have some of those good. that like from the first day of camp, they're like hiding behind you and like won't even tell you what their name is. And then by the end of it, they're doing a a play on stage yeah. in front of their family, which is so cool. And it, it's good for them outside of theater, too, yes. because one of the biggest, I say it every time I do one of these shows, is every, the biggest fear in America is public speaking. Yeah. More than 50% of the population, adults and children, uh, are afraid to speak in public. Right. And tackling that at a young age, getting them used to standing in front of a group of people and speaking loudly and clearly, right. it helps them so much just in their everyday lives. Right. It's a really important program, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I think that even if they never do a show here, that you, like you said, they have that foundation. Because a lot of these kids, I mean, they're four-year-olds, so they're going to kindergarten in a year. Yeah. So they're going to be more well prepared when they go in because they can tell you what their name is. They can tell you how old they are. They can tell you what their favorite, whatever is. Um, and I, I do think that's important. For, I mean, because yeah. not only are you socializing them, but you're also getting them used to standing on a stage in front of people, especially their family, and you're giving them directions. So they know, I mean, they have memorization. So like a lot of times you're not totally feeding them what they're supposed to say, but yeah. like they can memorize an entire thing and that's going to help them for when they get into the absolutely. school system. And it helps yeah. them express themselves. Yeah, absolutely. In front of groups of people it, it helps them um show their emotions more clearly and how to identify those exactly. it's like they're not just having a fit they're like i'm angry or mm-hmm. i'm upset because and they can tell you what it is which is awesome exactly yeah i'm hoping that's gonna that program gets a little bit bigger although Me you too. almost maxed out i came real close i had, you can, I had yeah 10. i had 10 one summer uh one yeah. week this summer that's a lot of kids it is at one time it is a lot and they they can be a handful, but the thing I like about my my kids is they they tend to all really want to be there. Yeah. And they like they like the material. Yeah. And that helps a lot. Yeah. I think the cutest one so far I, that I saw was, oh, it's hard because the rainbow fish was adorable. Rainbow fish was cute. Rainbow fish was adorable. But then also um the little the Lorax. Oh, I was really proud of what I they did with so the Lorax. I was so proud of that because they had it. They were like, yeah. I know what I'm supposed to do. And, and they like, used their props, their little trees. Yeah, the made. little truffle of trees. Yeah. That, no, was that was adorable. That was really cute. That was great. Okay, so you're also a performer on stage. Yes. Maybe talk a little bit about, so you started in, was it middle school or high school? Uh, like middle school and middle then school. right into high school. So towards the end of middle school. Right. Okay, so you started and then were you geared more towards, I just want to do this because it's something fun to do or is it more like, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this? 
Uh, it was fun for me at yeah. first, and then you know I got I got bigger roles, so I, I assumed I was at least competent and capable, mm -hmm. and and people would tell me that they enjoyed my performances. I liked that, so that yeah. definitely helped me uh, continue doing it. But I do I do really just in, enjoy being on stage when I, I you know to get paid for doing something that you just find fun. Yeah, like, just makes it more fun. When, yeah, when you get money for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we played Starcross Lovers a couple of times. On we stage. have most recently. <laughs> most recently, we did. I was your, uh, actually, that I think you were my scorned, yeah, yeah, you were my scorned lover. Though. That was pitiful. That was so sad. I'll right. never forget that one performance we were on stage, and I was, like, having to tell you, like, I'm sorry, I just don't love you. And, like, the crowd went, oh, I thought I was going to get booed <laughs> off stage. But that's what's so cool, because they believed it. They believed yeah. that you were, like, this guy that had been in love time. with me my whole life, and I'm, like, an idiot and don't <laughs> see it. And, like, I just love that part of being on stage, just because you're... Sydney and I talked about this a little bit because, you know, she's into writing and character right. development. And I had a whole backstory. I'd like, yeah. of course, because I had lost my mom and this whole thing. But then, like, I had a backstory for how you and I met. And, you know, this whole thing. So it helped tell the story. And we didn't get to tell anybody on stage. Like, yeah, this happened. But it was just like one of those things where you and I knew what was going on. But we were so convincing that I think people forgot for a moment they were in the theater and they were watching something on stage. Right. I think that's the most beautiful thing. It's the same thing like if a book makes me cry or like a movie really like touches me. I'm like, oh, I forgot I was watching a movie for a minute. I forgot I was watching a production right. for a minute. Can you talk maybe a little bit about your process and how you like kind of make those characters come to life? Sure. Uh, I think What's important for me when I find a character, like I, I really like characters that I personally can connect with yeah. or uh, uh, relate to. Yeah. And I think, like especially with with Dennis and All Shook Up, I related to him a fair bit. Yeah. He, he was, he, him and I were pretty similar in a lot of different ways. Right. And so that helps. But I think if you're if you're really trying to tell the story, you have to be genuine. And in order yes. to do that, you have to put a little bit of yourself in the role. You have to have true moments in there. And the only way you can have a true moment is to be your genuine self. Right. And so it's it's very important to find that part of the character that relates to you and then just pour yourself into that part of the character so that it comes through to the audience and they connect with you the same yeah. way that you connect with them. Yeah. And I think that really helps helps them kind of feel that. But also it's it's about like the technical stuff in it. It's about making sure that they can always see your face. It's about making sure that you really hit the right words when you say your lines so that mm -hmm. they know where the emotion is. Like right. so there's there's a technical aspect and there's an emotional aspect to it. And I think kind of finding the right blend to that yeah. is what really sets your character apart from all the other ones. Right. And I think you did steal the applause on a couple of those performances. Maybe. <laughs> we're just like so excited there and i mean because if you haven't seen all shook up of course dennis ends up with the bombshell yeah which is crazy yeah um but so like dennis ends up with the bombshell and of course people are always rooting for the underdog you know and in that story like you really were the underdog and yeah. you were like a very great supportive friend and they're like what the heck she's gonna say no at the end and then this whole moment flips and you have this like it's funny because like you love shakespeare in real life yes, yes. and then your character Love Shakespeare. Right. It falls in love because of Shakespeare. And so you're able to do this whole 
shall I compare thee? And everybody's just like, oh, it's like gag. It's like you want to <laughs> gag because it's so corny, but also you're cheesing because you're like, this is so cute. This is adorable. Yeah. Um, and I think I loved, I loved that moment because I was just like, this is so crazy because this will be Patrick's like real life. <laughs> like, shall I? And you're doing like quotes from Hamlet and then she just comes up and starts doing it too. So that's awesome. Okay. So let's talk about some of your roles here. Okay. So what was your, do you remember your first main stage performance? Uh, yeah, so that, harking back again to Annie. Oh, full circle moment. Yeah, full, full circle. I played the assistant dog catcher and in the ensemble. I forgot about that. Yeah. Were you a hobo also? I was, and I was yeah. the smallest hobo on stage. And yeah, I had the, the biggest coat. It was, yeah, it, there's a great picture of like all the hobos. Yeah, the and then you're just itty bitty. Yeah, at the bottom. Yeah. That's great. That is so funny. Yeah, uh, we did that together. Yes. And then was Sound of Music after that? Uh, Sound of Music was before that because I did not do Sound of Music. You didn't music. do Sound of Music? No. Oh there's, my a, gosh. there's a couple of them that, that uh, you guys did that I didn't. Like, I didn't do Chicago. Yeah, either. I didn't get to do that one. Um, but I did Sweet Charity, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That was one of my first ones. Yeah, a lot of that, those first couple seasons, it was really like, you know, let's let's take Patrick and throw him in the ensemble of the main stage shows. And see what happens. Yeah, and yeah. it was really fun. Uh, but then, you know, I, I got to do a couple more stuff. Like I played uh, Benjamin in Joseph and the Amazing mm-hmm. Kelly Killer Dreamcoat. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a more featured role in stuff like Legally Blonde yeah. uh, and Hairspray. Right. I was one of the nicest kids. Uh, and then I got to do like, so fun. got to do more fun like lead roles. Like when we were doing the like, Christmas Carol, you know, I, I play Fred now in Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. It's a very fun role for me. I did uh, Tom Sawyer in Big River mm-hmm. and Artful Dodger and Oliver. Like mm-hmm. it's it's been really fun. I've yeah. gotten to play a lot of really cool roles. What do you think has been your favorite role of the last five years? Okay. Um this is going to be kind of kind of out there. This show didn't do very well here, but I had a lot of fun with it. I was in the ensemble for it, but it was Ghost the Musical. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got to play the Subway Ghost, which is just very difficult. He has the hardest song in the show mm-hmm. because the backing track for it is just random drum beats. So, like, good luck finding yeah. your count. <laughs> yeah, if you and, miss it, you're out. <laughs> if you miss it, you're done completely. Yeah. And it was also, like, mostly talk singing. In, like, yeah. Like, 80s rap style almost so it was like interesting very very difficult like genre for me to wrap my head around and a very intense character but in that show i also got to play 14 separate characters and i I changed clothes all the time i have like 10 different costumes it was really really fun Mm -hmm. Uh, i was running around and it was like a really tight cast it was like four the four leads and then six ensemble member three male three female Mm -hmm. and we did everything, and we had a blast during that show. Yeah. I, I'm so sad that it didn't do be- as as I'm, it's in it's in a bad slot. You know the October yeah. slot. That it's Halloween always slot odd. Is yeah, like a weird one. It's always weird. And it wasn't as well known. It was not a big flashy musical, so right. it didn't sell as well as it, I think it should have because yeah. it really was good. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with. Ghost. I can't believe we did a musical in the October slot. Yeah, that's always now we've kind of we kind of changed, changed that, that to, plays. to plays. But the highest selling show in that slot was always Adam's Family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, for yeah. good reason. For good obviously. reason. Obviously, have you ever done that show? I have. I was an ancestor in Adam's Family, and we uh-huh. did it here. Uh, this time, I'm springing for Lucas. We'll see yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we might be doing that for our yeah. centennial season. That next would be really season, cool which if we can get that. Super one. exciting. Um, okay, so maybe what's your favorite role that you've done in the past season? So you were on stage quite a bit last I was. year. I was featured quite a bit. Uh, I think I really enjoyed Unnecessary Farce. Oh, gosh, it was so good. That 
that that kind of show farces like that a straight plays that just like move really quickly and like bit after bit after bit are very fun for me yeah and in that particular one i just got to be all over the place and right just silly and right around crazy slamming right. doors how many donuts do you think you ate for that show <laughs> I, I had a fantastic trick i had to eat more donuts than anyone else because i ate one at the and i ate one in act one and one in act two and i right think Everybody else only ate either, only ate the one in Act 2 or the one in Act 1. Uh, but I had a great trick where I would get the, the napkin and I would hold the donut in the napkin. I'd take a big bite and I'd chew it for like as long as I could. <laughs> and while I was chewing the one bite, I'd take the napkin and slowly crumple up the rest of the donut yeah. throughout the scene. Until That's it was pretty a smart. a tiny little ball in my hand while I'm still chewing and pretending to take bites. Right. And then I would just throw it under one of the beds and make the stage manager clean it up at the end of the show. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I That's actually a pretty good trick. Yeah, it's a good trick. It, I didn't it, even know that was a thing. It worked really well. Yeah. Um, and then your character, which is so funny because you went from Unnecessary Farce to All Shook Up. And so your character in Unnecessary Farce was an officer, but a doofus and yes. just not really a competent cop, but also had a weird love thing with the accountant. Um, and then you went to nice guy Dennis yes how did you do that because I know like you played the lead role in Unnecessary Farce and so that was like a lot of lines and there mm -hmm. was a lot of moving parts to playing Dennis who also was like the sidekick so how did you do that uh, well, luckily, there was a show in between. So right. we did have Lady Day. So I right. was able to like kind of disconnect from Eric uh, yeah. before I got in, into Dennis. But interestingly enough, Dennis and Eric are are kind of similar. They're yeah. both like they're both kind of silly. They're 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 both like almost like heartwarmingly stupid. Yeah. Like just a little bit. So because you you're rooting for them the yeah. whole time. I was rooting for Eric and I was like, OK, come there, on. There is there is a bit of that. Like Eric's just like kind of a bit of more of like sillier, like over the top version right. of, of Dennis, I guess. But but they they were pretty similar. So slipping in into Dennis, I, I guess there probably was still a bit of Eric in, yeah. in him a little bit. Yeah. But but I think it works. I think it works for him. Yeah. Uh, if if they had been a little bit more different, that might have been jarring. But right. I think that the process was actually kind of easy to slip into that. Yeah, because you had already kind of been doing the yeah. whole thing. So do you feel like you're being typecast? Almost. I think like, <laughs> maybe, but but I, I think it makes sense to it typecast sense. me. Like, yeah. I think I'm one of those people that you can definitely typecast. Yeah. Why? I, I think I've gotten pretty good at being funny yeah. on stage. Like, I just think I can do it. The, I think I'm just really funny. The, so. people, the people seem to think so. They, yeah. they like it. Uh, I've gotten a lot of, I got a lot of compliments for yeah. for Dennis and for Eric. So yeah. I, I, I feel like, I feel like I have a niche. There. Yeah, I'd, I would agree with that. And I think sometimes like typecasting can be harmful, but I think yeah. it also can help you identify which roles you're like, yeah, I'll take this, no problem. Yeah. And then other roles where you're like, uh, not that it would be a stretch, but it wouldn't be as fun for you because it's not really in your niche. Right. So I think I think that that works for you for yeah. sure. And and luckily for me, like typecasting doesn't normally like a lot of times like typecasting can be like offensive. Like right. like if my last name was Rodriguez, like I might get typecast in roles geared towards a Hispanic right. nature. And that would be offensive. Right. But I just get typecast in like the short quirky guy, which right. is just me. So, right, like, exactly. Works. So you can just play <laughs> yeah. it all the time. It's like, this isn't hard. Yeah. I can just do this. Um, what was your favorite part about All Shook Up? Because that was our season closer. Yes. It was a very big, splashy musical. Um, but we also got a little bit of flack for it. Yeah. Um, which yeah, is interesting. Did. So what was your favorite part of that whole process? I thought we had a really fantastic group of people mm -hmm. in that cast. I think it 
there like some people that we we hadn't really we worked with before like yeah. um Serena yeah. I thought was fantastic hilarious so Serena was our Sylvia yeah and she was the perfect so I mean great. you believed her you did when she yeah. was like what the yeah you know like she just wonderful yeah she was perfect uh, I love having uh Sean Heifert yeah as well he's yeah. been really fantastic to yeah. have on stage shout out uh, to my dad what's yeah, up stage and, dad uh, sh- shout out to the father of some rising stars yes love it uh, yes uh so Sean's been great um we got Seth Hoyle back on stage yeah for that, that was show. fun when was his last show Greece it might have been Greece, like 2017 wow. Greece or 2019, whatever it was. He was like he was closing yeah. in on my record because before right. me it was Hairspray, yeah, which was 2015, which feels like forever I ago. Know, it's crazy how long ago that was. Yeah. yeah, and like one of the guys who did Hairspray with us went like on the national tour, yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. Oh, is it? Know some talented he on, people. He, he just he came just, off from parade. parade on Broadway. Yeah, Tanner Calicut. Yeah, Fantastic. love him. So good. so talented. Yeah, he was a nice kid too. Yeah, actually, you know, a lot of people that have worked at Temple have moved on to Broadway and yeah. Broadway. We're career yeah, launchers, we're man. Good. Yeah. Pretty good. No, I I do think uh, the cast we had for All Shook Up was probably my favorite yeah. part. I just I really thought like the people there really hit those those roles. And like yeah, we got some flack for it, which I think was ridiculous. The the words they used were social justice agenda, which I think is pretty dumb to be yeah. honest. <laughs> I think if you think a play having an interracial relationship is a social justice agenda, like you might need to rethink your agenda. Yeah, it's twenty twenty three. Right. That's what's crazy. Um, I still, I always want to tell this story when we talk about All Shook Up, though, because I might make Peggy talk about it, but the gym teachers, (laughs) do you remember that comment? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, so if you don't, if you've never been to the theater, if you go up in the balcony, there's like seating that kind of descends down. But for All Shook Up, thankfully, we were almost sold out a ton of performances. And so Peggy uh, was going upstairs to kind of like, you know, survey and just make sure, but she wanted to watch it. And there's, what was the number? Something about never something. Oh, uh, is Gosh, it the was big it? one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end. Uh, when everybody like comes out. They will be da, 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 yes, I know exactly. Da, da. What, what, you know that song? Oh, so I'm sure that if I can dream, that's the word. I knew I just had to go through the lyrics. It's one of the most famous Elvis. Yes. So if I can dream and we're talking about, you know, at this point, almost the entire ensemble is on stage. And so it's just a very beautiful, like heartwarming number. And we have Colton and Louise, who are an actual, like, married couple on stage, and they're on the left-hand side. And then on the right-hand side was Shauna and Claudia. Right. And what was funny was Peggy's just sitting up there and, of course, enjoying. And the the older gentleman, his, he's sitting there, and he leans over and goes, hey, look, there's some gay guys over there. And, like, points at him, and his wife leans over and goes, yeah, look, and there's a pair of gym teachers. But <laughs> so they were talking about Claudia and right. but like I just thought it was funny but of course not in a derogatory thing they weren't like getting up and leaving because no, of they, whatever yes. but yeah I agree with you kind of the whole uh, social justice yeah I didn't really get that I thought I, it was heartwarming no I thought the play was, was beautiful yeah I thought it was great and I, I thought more people would have been mad that I like cross-dressed or something right. or pretended to right. be a guy I guess maybe there was the joke about uh the navy and the, oh yeah I, yeah I, yeah i don't think that's offensive i was hoping that he was going to switch it to the army because we're right by fort liberty <laughs> and i was like oh man wouldn't that be funny i always think about jacob brandon at oh, that yeah? point too because i'd be yeah. like yeah wink wink jacob brandon <laughs> but um yeah that's fun okay so what are you looking forward to in the next season because we have a lot of really cool shows coming up are you doing annie 
I am not in Annie. No, what? you're I'm not, not going to reprise it. your dog catcher role. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, Annie's a great show. I yes. think it's. I think it's going to do very well. It's not a show that has a lot for me, mm-hmm. um, and that's fine. That's totally fine. I I think the people we have in the show are going to do a fantastic job. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm I'm excited to make sound for it. I yeah. think it's going to be good. What I'm really looking forward to is the show after that, which uh-huh. is Baskerville. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to be in that one. I'm going to be playing actor one. So if you don't know anything about Baskerville, it's a Ken Ludwig show. Uh, and it is a comedic retelling of Sherlock Holmes's, uh, or Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes and the Hounds of the Baskerville. Okay. Uh, and so what Ken Ludwig does, he has a similar show called 39 Steps, which is like a parody of Yes, Alfred that's the first show yeah. I saw in, on, Broadway. on Broadway. Yeah, we saw it. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yes, right. Yes, yes. Uh, that was so crazy to a me. Fantastic show. It was and so I, good. I've done that show before now and I've worked backstage for it. So like, really? I have, yeah, I have a really cool connection with that show. I think yeah. it's really great. That's but that's Ken awesome. Ludwig. So, and, and Baskerville is basically that but with Sherlock Holmes. So it's mm-hmm. like a, a comedic parody of her Sherlock Holmes stuff. And there is Holmes and Watson, and then there's three there's three other actors, two guys and a girl, who mm-hmm. play all the other characters. And so I think I'm playing about 15 characters. Gus is playing 10. And Fif- Dana's playing like 14. Uh, and there's a lot of different dialects. So I was just about to ask, like, how many dialects are you going to have to learn? I've got to do Cockney. Love that. I've got both of those. I think it would only be fair that you practice those for the podcast. Of course, of course. So you've got Cockney. Right. Yeah, I can give you a little line. Yes. Give us a little. Yes. Um, You guys are getting a behind the scenes exclusive sneak peek from Baskerville. So so there's a character I play whose name is uh, Milker. Milker. He's a little street urchin boy. Love that. Um. So he's a uh, he he's he's doing some errands for for Sherlock Holmes. So uh-huh. he has some uh he has some lines where he goes uh name's Milker, sir. I work with Cartwright when he's a two in circulation. If you see what I mean. So now, like a runaway horse or a speeding train or a genie in a bottle or a phantom or a ghost or a bullet. Or sound, we're off. <laughs> yes. So he's got a lot of fun That's stuff awesome. like that. Uh, I've got a Scottish doctor. I've got a play. Scottish yeah. doctor. Scottish doctor. In Interesting. Uh, I've got a, a very dour British man that I have to play. Oh, he's yeah. like very gloomy. I think he'll talk a little bit like this or something. Yeah. Uh, I have to do like a Castilian desk clerk. So I've never done what Castilian. What is that? So it's like a Spanish um, Love that. dialect, but it's, it's got like a, a lisp in it. I haven't. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's really, really. Basically, just listen to Sofia Vergara, and right? That'll give you the perfect accent. Right. I love it's, her. It's something like, uh, like a to me, what they meet three from the very beginning. Uh, the meeting boot, the mysterious letter, mysterious not the home. list. Like <laughs> it's, it's difficult. I love a list. It's difficult. That's that, great. That one's gonna be interesting. There's, uh, I haven't done Swedish before. That's in there, so I have to. Oh, uh, my fifth grade teacher was from Sweden, and her accent was. It, it's it so was interesting, interesting right? to me because it almost was like old English mixed with like German kind of, yeah. it, but not as it harsh is. as German. Yeah, and, and the, it's 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 interesting because you like swap the V and W yeah, sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just go walk around on. IKEA and, right, and yeah. just have them talk you can, to you. Real you quick. can learn anything on YouTube. So yes, you can. I'm just gonna do some YouTube tutorials for like basic accent stuff, and then I will practice. And, That's amazing. And so 15 characters. 15, four, 14 or 15. Let's let me go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, four, fifteen. Yep, fifteen characters. So you're doing a bit like. What Gavin had to do for in Murder for Two, yeah, Murder very for two. similar, very That's similar. That's awesome. That. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be a blast. I think. So, that's what is if anybody has never 
actually like heard the Baskerville plot. Right. Give a quick description of what the plot is. So it's it's one of the more famous ones. It takes place on some moors uh, around London area. And it's essentially there is this mystery, this story that's been going around this rumor that there is a massive black hellhound in the moors that has been killing people mysteriously. And so Sherlock Holmes gets hired to figure out what's going on and him and Watson go down there to try and find things out and, uh, you know, they eventually unveil the true mystery behind the rumor of the giant dog, which Mm -hmm. ends up being uh, a little bit more uh, nefarious and a little bit more man-made than you would have uh, originally thought. Interesting. Uh, And you meet some interesting people along the way. There's a little, some red herring some false clues thrown around. Mm-hmm. There's a, a crazy man in in the moor that I might have to play. So that's exciting. <laughs> so there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff. But uh, Sherlock Holmes does solve the mystery. Of Everybody course. does uh, get off uh, the 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 love interest gets to get married to his lady. It's all very nice and fun. That's sweet. <laughs> that's exciting. So that's in October. So yes. if you're if you're gonna be in North Carolina in October, make sure that you get your tickets. Of course, that's at templeshows.org. And that's a quick little plug for Baskerville. What else go. are you doing this season? So uh this or season, hoping to hoping do. to do this season. You know, the musical of musicals looks really fun. Mm-hmm. That is essentially a farce about a musicals. Far, a farce told through the musical theater setting, which right. is very fun. And that one's supposed to be, a, it's the same story told five times in the style of five separate composers. So it kind of riffs off of their styles and their plays. And Interesting. And it's, it's going to be really fun and really cool. Yeah, and I haven't seen that one anywhere yet, so I'm really excited that we're doing it just to see... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. What's cool about this season is, like, it's not super over the top so you can kind of like if you're new to the theater and you're like I don't really know we have a lot for everyone yeah Annie's big classic musical yeah of course Baskerville straight play and a farce like yeah comedy and then of course A Christmas Story story. everyone knows it but it's small told in a different way than you've probably seen it before yeah just like we're trying to make it just like the movie except on stage Mm -hmm. and then you have Till Beth Do part which if you're like if you like uh, the Golden Girls the Golden Girls writers have written another one and they're also what the Dixie Swim Club Dixie Swim Club Savannah Sip and Society, always a bridesmaid. Yeah, so they're, all they're of those prolific. kind of stories. Yeah. yeah, they're amazing. So we're doing another one of theirs, Till Beth Do Us Part, and then Musical of Musicals, and then ending with the big splashy. The big million-dollar quartet. Oh. Which is gonna, I mean, if you, like, we're in North Carolina. If you are from the South, if you are older than 50 years old, yeah. like, this is yeah. the musical for you. If, or if you grow up yeah. with parents who are yeah. older than 50 and have great music yeah. taste. If, if you yeah. if, if you have a record collection, you've probably yes. heard these songs before. It's Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Carl Perkins. All all, all incredible music, all yeah. live. I'm really excited uh, about that. It's, and there's there's a Diane in there, too, so you'll get a little uh, female vocal artist yeah. that you get to hear Fever. Super it's, excited it's so about good. that one. Really, really solid show. And, yeah. of course, we have Jacob Barton, who played Elvis on the national tour of that yeah. show, who's going to be coming to do that for us. He's yeah, fantastic. his podcast is releasing before this one. Oh, so, so they're going to know they're all gonna about know. I, they, they, I literally they've already basi- got the spiel. Yeah, they've I was like, I basically it. just titled it Me Our Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's what he's known for. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. He sounds yeah. amazing. And it's it's going to be really good. That one's going to be lit by David Castaneda. We're going to yes. be set from Love Totem Pole. It. It's going to be so good. Yeah, like, I'm really excited about that one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so like this season just has a little bit for everyone. It really does. Um, which is going to be awesome. So you're hoping to do musical musicals. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do anything else? Possibly? If they ask me to, I'm, I mean, I'm always Open like, you know, yeah. I'll put on whatever hat they want me to put on. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. how I am too. I'm like, yeah. you need me to do, you need me with what? 
Because uh, I, yeah, I know sure, next not? season, I or at least I hope uh, next season with the centennial season, they oh, they gosh. plan on using me a fair bit. Oh, yeah. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. We're hoping to do this big, like, residential cast. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Everybody is in everything. It's so. going to be so fun. Yeah, I'm really excited uh, about yeah, that. Yeah, I, 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 but, I, but I do think this season is going to be just as good for different reasons. Right. I think these smaller, more intimate shows are are also really nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, And then, so as far as your, are you directing any coming up? Uh, I have some some classes that I'm doing throughout the fall, and then yeah. I'll probably be uh, directing more in the summer again, but I don't think I'll be doing much directing unless they need some help with Christmas yeah. Story or something like so that. So let's talk about the super successful summer that you had, because I, I don't think you brag summer. on yourself enough, but I'm always super proud. <laughs> um, so you directed Leap Day. Yes. Which... Is a brand new yeah, musical. Yeah, it's one of those uh, beat by beat press musicals. Yeah, really cute, so adorable. I thought it was great, and the projections were great. The lighting was great. The costumes were phenomenal. Yeah. But also, those kids. So those were eight to twelve year olds. Yep, they had pre auditioned mm-hmm. and they had a week. Technically four days. Four days. Yeah. yeah, and then they had a show on Friday. Yeah, so so five days, and then Friday was also the show. Uh, right. So yeah, they they put it together, and it was a thirty minute full musical. Like, and it was great. It was so good. They Those did, tunes they did were like job. stuck in my head. Forever. I love the music. Yeah, it was great. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. So what was that like? Because those were a little bit older. You're used right. to the rising stars, but these were eight to twelve year olds. How do you feel like that went this summer? I think it went really well. They were. They were on top of it. They came in already knowing a lot of their lines. They they were really, really pushing to get those books out of their hands. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, I had Sydney as well yeah. to choreograph. And that was a huge help because, you know, the way that show works, if you only have a, a, a short amount of time, you've got to start at the top and learn it. And when you right. get to a song, learn the song, learn the dance. Let's go. Exactly. So it was really nice to have Sydney to just be like, okay, Sydney, now we're doing this. You take yeah. on for a bit, and then I can work on something else. Uh, so it was really a, a combined effort with that one. They, uh, But they did they did so good. They put a lot of work into it, and I think yeah. it really showed. It was end. awesome. Yeah. And then almost closing the summer right. with the Shakespeare Intensive. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that because that was super... I was a little nervous when you kind of talked about your vision and I was like, okay, like... How's like, that going to work? I don't know how that's going to work, but it totally worked. I thought it worked really well. So talk <laughs> about talk about your idea for it, how you went about doing it. Um, so we did the Scottish play. Right, yeah. We're, we're technically still in a theater, so we won't say the M we word. We won't say the M but word. we did the Scottish play. We did uh, McBurger. Yeah, I call him Mackers. Mackers, there you go, it. Mackers, yeah. Uh, so we, we, we did that show. We did the Scottish play. And that show, it's very dark. It's very tragic. It's very bloody. It, Everyone died. Yeah, it's very, it's very intense. <laughs> very. So I wanted to make it visually interesting, and I wanted to make it fun to listen to, and I... And so what I did was I took like I took kind of like a like a steampunk almost like ish thing mm-hmm. for like the costuming and, and all that. And then the the music was all like heavy metal guitar riffs yeah. and drums and and kind of like discordant clashing sounds. Yeah. Uh thunder and lightning and a lot of that. Uh but I just really wanted it to be a visual and auditory experience right. with with all the blood. So I had a lot of like deep red light and a lot of of, of blue because so much happens at night. Yeah, uh, and everyone was in these like like dark clothes. Uh, the costuming was so great. Peggy uh, really came through with. Oh that. yeah, and the costuming looks so good. Uh, but I, I just really wanted to capture like the darkness of it. Yeah. But still make it interesting and loud. Yeah. So I did like the heavy metal steampunk thing and it, it really worked. I was very it impressed really with how did. it worked. Like, especially with the witches. Oh, yeah. So cool. I think that was the the first time, not 
well, maybe not the first time, but I think that was the the first time on staff that I really sat back and looked at it. And I was just taking, I was like doing pictures and I was like, this was so well thought out that like even doing something as far as like steampunk or post-apocalyptic type, it totally works in a Shakespeare setting because people were emailing us and they were like, I don't know if you know this, but they were emailing us and they were like, okay, is this like a modernized Shakespeare? Because we don't want modern Shakespeare. We want Shakespeare. And we're like, no, this is Shakespeare. The only thing that is modern is like the set, the costumes, but we're doing... I got an email like that too. She asked me if it was going to be in modern English or the original text. I was like, it's the original text. It's the original. We're not changing anything. But I think what is so cool is that anytime you've done Shakespeare, there's always been an element of surprise. Right. Um, because I don't think people are, I think people are expecting, you know, Shakespeare in the park or something like just, you know, and you yeah. have to love Shakespeare to appreciate that. And I think when people come here and see what you do with our Shakespeare, anybody can love Shakespeare because it that's makes you, it draws you in. And yeah. I think that's so exciting. So maybe like talk about how you got interested in Shakespeare and right. like what made you want to continue. Cause it's a big part of our education program. We always offer an intensive and normally it's three weeks. But this week was two, mm-hmm. and you put that together very quickly. And the last so. week overlapped with the first week in Nemo. Yeah, so it was so, like yeah. days we're doing Nemo, nights we're doing Macbeth, and it was like, what time is it? Right. Yeah. Uh, it's it, So I got started with Shakespeare through this program uh, when we because we used to do the Winter Conservatory yes. with Tom. Yeah. And so I think my you miss first— our Brecht on Brecht? Brecht on Brecht. Oh. I, I was so like, depressed <laughs> for like weeks. Oh, the people that would just get up and leave because we were screaming obscenities at them. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. But yes, uh, I think we did <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream was the oh, first Oh, yeah. One. I played flute and thisbe, which uh-huh. was so much fun. It was uh, fun. And we did it to 80s music. To 80s, yeah. And that's where that's where I think I really got like, the. that's where I think it really restuck really with me. Like, oh, you can just take Shakespeare and put it literally anywhere yeah anytime any place it yeah. does not matter you can make it work like uh last year when i was doing romeo and juliet with the kids i had six different ideas for settings and themes yeah. that i wanted to do and i i I ended up landing on modern day high school because I thought it would be yeah. the best for the kids. But I had tons of ideas and places we could have put it in. Right. So I just thought, but it worked in a high school. It did. It worked. Like it made super sense. Well the rivalry school. totally worked because you're like, of course, your rival high schools. Of course, you yeah. hate each other because we've seen that with Lee Senior and Southern. Yeah. That's yeah. a real life thing that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't want to do because you know Romeo and Juliet's been done a million times. Right. And everybody does. Uh, oh, Civil War. Yeah. Overdone. Um, overdone. I've also seen a lot of um native american and um mm-hmm. uh colonization like that that whole like pocahontas yeah. style i've seen that uh approach a lot yeah so like there's just lots of different ways to do it and i think that that seeing seeing that you could take shakespeare and put it in pretty much anywhere you wanted yeah really opened me up to it and then i'm just i'm an i'm a language nerd i'm an yeah. english guy i, I was gonna say i can't believe we've had a 40-minute conversation and not brought up Dungeon and Dragons. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I just love, I love language. I, I love language uh, and, and poetry and things like that. So Shakespeare's, the way he writes, like, it just, I love it. Like, just certain things he says, I'm like, wow, I can't believe you could get that across using two lines of words. Like, it's insane. Right. And, and he has very creative insults. Yeah, he really does. Yeah, it's like, insane and stuff. it's not, like, derogatory. Like, now today, you just call somebody a cuss word and people are like, oh, but you could intellectually insult yeah, somebody exactly. using Shakespeare. And it's so fun. And just, like, the trying to, like, find out what he means, like, the little, like, wordplay things he does. Right. So, so good. I I I enjoy 
explaining that to yeah. the kids and trying to get them to like understand and right. and like well what are, what did you mean when you said that why right. did you say that because uh, one thing Shakespeare did that I always thought was really cool was he never used stage directions because right. the the words that people were saying would tell you exactly how you needed to react or exactly what was going to happen like right he, he put it all in the lines and I just think it's so interesting how yeah. he does that yeah I think so too and I've I. My first introduction, of course, was Midsummer mm-hmm. Night's Dream. Um, and of course, like I didn't really understand it back then, but the you more were that Peter Quinn, weren't you? Or Peter Quill, is that right? Quill, yeah. Yes. And I was just sitting there and I was just like, I don't this is this is so interesting to me. Cause I'm a huge book nerd. Right. So and I love poetry as well. But when we you have somebody who is an educator who appreciates Shakespeare, I think it translates a little bit differently than your English teacher who's forcing right. you to read it. Exactly. Um, you know, which I read in high school because I loved it. But people in my class were like, this is the most boring boring thing that I've ever read. But when you have an instructor like you or like Tom, who really understood it one, but then also really appreciated it themselves, I think it translates not only on stage, but you're creating a lifelong learner in that because they have to research. Exactly. Iambic pentameter is not no, easy for not people today because, I mean, now today we shorten every word to, like, fave or, like, yeah. whatever. we're not really using intellectual conversation um, a lot of the time in shorthand. And so I think it's really cool that you have the ability as an instructor to really take something as complex as mcdonald's and (laughs) put it on stage and people can actually relate to it i think that was our highest attended shakespeare in it was in quite a while yeah Um, and and we didn't need to use any adults you know we used to to not have enough kids sign up and we had to fill roles with adults but no this was entirely students entirely students and we had people coming from like raleigh who were like yeah we just love shakespeare they didn't have a kid in the camp because you know most of the time you're like you have to come to shakespeare because your kid you have to see your kid yeah and that's it but we had so many people who came because they heard we were doing Shakespeare. They were really excited about it. And they left going like, how do we get tickets? How do we get season subscriptions? How do we whatever? I think we had over 200 people see Shakespeare. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Really insane. That's awesome. Um, That's really exciting. But I don't think you've spilled any tea. No tea? I need to spill tea? It's the temple tea. Uh, You got to have at least... You got okay. So you can give a little bit of personal information. So you love Dungeons and Dragons. I do. what What are the roles again... Your drag. I don't know how this works. Oh, so okay. Dungeon so master. Let me talk. Uh, here's the tea. I'll spill my tea. <laughs> you have two minutes to talk about I Dungeons will, and Dragons. I will spill my That's Dungeons all and Dragons you. tea. My D and D group is fantastic. Um, my dungeon master who controls the story uh-huh. is JP, who was in Coletta. Murder for Two. Mm-hmm. JP Coletta. He is currently on Norwegian Cruise Lines doing Million Dollar Quartet. Love that. Where he plays As Jerry Carl- Lee Lewis. Oh, Jerry Lee. That's yeah, right. He's fantastic. Yeah, love him to death. Uh, so he's the dungeon master. He controls the story and make sure that um, we get stuff done. Uh, We have a rogue who is a dragonborn. His name is, his, uh, the real person's name is Ben. Uh, mm-hmm. The character's name is Eldrin. Eldrin. I'll just use their real names because it's way yeah, easier. Yeah, use their real names. Uh, so Ben plays this rogue dragonborn. Uh, he's real fun. He has a Scottish accent. Love that. Really fun. So is this like a role-playing game? Yes. It's, okay. And it's great for theater. Fantastic yeah, 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 yeah. for theater because it's a character exploration game. Right. Uh, it makes you think on your feet. Yeah. There's a little bit of math involved. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We it's have, like improv. Uh, yeah. 
We have a woman named named Mars. She's our fighter. Uh, she's a tiefling, but she doesn't know that. There's a lot of uh, fun backstory elements Love in our Love that. Group. Okay, tiefling. Uh, yeah, we have a guy named Stone, and he plays our uh, our wizard, our warlock, so that we can have some high damage. And uh, we have a guy named Drew, and he plays our ranger. Uh-huh. And then there's me, Patrick, and I play uh, our cleric. And I also have a level in bard, so I'm like, I'm way support. I'm... I'm very utility-based. I make okay. sure everybody stays healthy and gets their buffs. I don't really normally po- stab things or hit them, but yeah. I can if I need to. Yeah. <laughs> so your support staff. I'm, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Legitimately, my job is to make sure nobody dies. Uh, Love that. But that's fun for me. Like, right. when I played World of Warcraft, I played healer, too. I'm okay. Just, I'm into the healer roles. They're yeah. very fun for me. Yeah. Well, it's funny because that translates on stage, too, because you're typically comedic relief. Yeah. And, like, you're always there. You're the friend that's there in time of need. So that's funny that that is the role that you would pick in Dungeons & Dragons. I told you I'd give you two minutes. I did give you two minutes of Dungeons & Dragons. Look at that. Yeah, good job. Okay, anything else? T.Y., so you're a Dungeons & Dragons nerd. You love Shakespeare. Right. You're sound designer. We didn't even talk about sound I do. I design sound now. I taught myself that. Yeah, design sound. Uh, I said T about myself. I'm a huge uh, anime and manga nerd. Oh, my gosh. So I have a collection of about— I think that's an understatement. I have about 600 volumes— and counting, I had to build a new bookshelf recently yeah. to hold it all. Yeah, uh, but it is your it is room a huge is basically collection. a library. Of my, manga. Yeah, I ha- well, I have the anime and manga, but I also have like my nonfiction and my fiction books like, right. section, my you know English literature section. Right. Uh, but I have a, I do love books. I have a, a classic literature section with like all my Jane Austen mm-hmm. favorite my, author ever. Uh, I've got like. I think I have four copies. HP Lovecraft collection. Oh, yeah. I have Mm -hmm. all my Shakespeare up there. I've got Upton Sinclair, uh, Margaret Atwood. Just like all my classic authors are in there. I I love historical fiction. So I've got a lot of Ken Follett uh, and stuff like that. I have uh, a lot of... like space odyssey epics, like mm-hmm. you know the uh, the the last expanse, or whatever yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. series is called. I have that one, uh, the Odyssey one series. So I just I have a bunch of books, but I do have a nonfiction section. I enjoy mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of nonfiction reading every once in a yeah. while too. I'm big into like medical literature, right? Which is interesting because like I'm always I'm always like if you come to my house, I have like a gut healing book that's on my yeah. living room table, and then in the library I have like. 40 different other books, but I also have my Jane Austen or I have like prepping books, like just in case. Um, I have all kinds of stuff up there. Have you read The Secret Body? No, but I'm in the middle of reading The Body Electric. Okay. You you might really (laughs) like The Secret Body. The Secret Body. It's about, um, it's about medical advancements that have been found, uh, in, in the human body and Uh how, how that affects like our day-to-day life and how it makes us live longer and like, interesting yeah, really cool book really cool book i might have to get that one yeah i was in the middle of reading the mitochondriacs manifesto but which then, i have that one too yes. i saw that one in your car and i was so like i gotta get that good i um that one it takes me a little bit longer to read because it's so advanced yeah and, and i was re- i was flipping through it it's very very clinical almost. yes yeah. it's very clinical um but then he talked about the body electric and i was like maybe i should read that one first yeah, because it's like a good intro <laughs> and then that so okay all right. Well, um, thank you for coming on the podcast of course, today. I feel blast. like next time we have you on, we'll talk about, we'll try to get some more tea out we'll of him, guys. Yeah, we'll do tea and technical. Tea and technical. <laughs> tea and technical talk with Patrick. That's lots of teas. But um, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Anything resounding for our listeners? Please come see all our shows this season. <laughs> that was the lovable sidekick <laughs> asking. Um, but yeah, well, this episode will go live. 
Um, and you guys know what to do. Make sure you share it, like it, subscribe. Tell us where you're listening from. That's always fun. Um, did you know, this will be for our listeners. Ooh. Did you know that we have listeners in Thailand? Okay. Vietnam, uh, Germany. Like, Look at us. I know. Like, I thought it would just be like little Sanford, but like, it's really cool that people are finding us. So, um, if you want to come see a show here, go to templeshows.org. That's all of our information. Season subscriptions are only on sale for like, a few more weeks, and then you right. got to buy regular price tickets so you don't get the discounts anymore. But then also, Watch you might get to see Patrick on stage. Possible. Which will be a lot of fun. But uh, thank you so much for Patty for being on. Of course. Anytime. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Mm.